0: Yeah yeah y'all, y'all. y'all miss me? Y'all miss the boy, the kid, the prince. Maybe the king one. We'll see, we'll see. Y'all miss me, and I miss y'all too, man. Welcome back. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Kids, kids shouldn't really be listening to this. I talk about your content. But anyways, man, welcome back. Welcome back to the big broadcast with Big Baby J. Talk about it. Let's talk about it. You know, I'm a bit late with this pod, but you know, we're gonna, we gonna get to it. We're gonna get to it, and we're gonna start with the very, very, you know, truth about this pod. This pod is fun, it's a hobby for me. Eventually, I wanted to monetize and make some bread off this, of course. Right? Quick heads up uh, I put this as an early episode on patreon so people on my patreon have already listened to this and if you are part of my patreon i appreciate it if you are not you catching l's every day that is sad okay but i have put the link to the patreon in there we have a lot of tears and um the folks who are listening to this got early access so shouts out to y'all let's talk about it though let's talk about it so last week cam newton uh Former quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, and he was also quarterback for the New England Patriots. He was on a podcast with uh, Wallow and Gilly called Million Dollars Worth a Game. I love that podcast, really inspired me, myself, to even start a podcast. Million Dollars Worth a Game, hip-hop, music-based podcast, but it's about two cousins. Gilly, uh, the king, uh, former rapper entertainer uh, who was signed to cash money, Birdman and Lil Wayne, he used to write for Lil Wayne actually, so a lot of bars that Lil Wayne has are attributed to Gilly the Kid, he used to be called Gilly the Kid, he's now Gilly the King and his co-host is Wallow, his cousin who spent 20 plus years in prison for armed robbery and uh, especially Philadelphia prison, so they're from Philly, they're Philly guys. Cam Newton was on there because I believe that Cam Newton's trying to be a media guy, a broadcaster, and he's actually very, very good at it. He's really, really talented at it. He's a good talker, and I think that he has a huge future in that. Cannot throw football no more. I'm sorry, man. Bro, you cannot throw the football no more. Not an NFL quarterback. I'm sorry. Maybe an NFL backup. He would actually be a great fullback. He'd be probably a fantastic side end. It sounds crazy. But uh the man cannot play court, NFL quarterback. I'm sorry. Okay, but he was discussing on this podcast with Gillian Wallow a million dollars worth the game. He was discussing his sit down with Brittany Renner, which went viral. Kind of, not really that viral. Actually, it had some heat on it. Right. So on Cam's well YouTube channel, he had two, a two part interview with Brittany Renner and. They discussed a lot of things. Now, the first thing that they discussed, though, is about her history of being promiscuous or being a thot, being an IG model, being a hoe, whore, okay? Being a promiscuous woman, right? And how that has affected her and her brand and how she seems to the world, right? During this conversation, Cam was talking to uh, Wallow and Gillian, who was basically saying, yeah, man, you know, ultimately, we want, I want, you know, I was raised with, I'm quoting him as uh, I was raised with a great father, great mother, and you know, uh, it's not enough to just be into bad bitches. How about a woman who can cook and be quiet, right? And we're in 2022, so you know how that was perceived, bro. The internet went crazy. The bad bitches were mad. The bad bitches were going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. You know what I'm saying? They were going in, t- they were going in on him. Okay? They were going in on Cam because the truth hurts. Let me repeat. They were going in on Cam because the truth hurts. And what do I mean by that? I'll tell you what I mean by that. I mean that Cam Newton was saying all facts. Cam Newton was talking all facts, and they don't want to admit that, but that's the truth. Most men in general want a traditional woman. What do I mean by that? A woman that can cook clean and be submissive to a man. That is what most men want with women. That's just the truth of the facts. That's the truth. And there's a biological reason for that. The biological reason is that men are built to be hunters and, and built to go out there and, necess- and conquer the world and make get more resources and protect the family. That's what men are naturally led to doing. That's what we naturally are inclined to do, protect and provide. But what women are naturally inclined to do is nurture and take care. When somebody's nurturing and taking care of you, they're cooking for you. They're cleaning for you, right? They're submissive to you. And a lot of men prefer this rather than a quote-unquote bad bitch. What is a bad bitch? It's what the modern... Uh, Hip hop is trying to make Women try to be It's the Megan Thee Stallion Cardi B City girls attitude of I'm a bad B I can do whatever I want by myself It's the You know BBL IG model culture It's the culture of I don't need a man I'm a boss Boss ass bitch I can do whatever I want Cam Newton In more words or less Was saying hey we don't want that as men now will dudes have sex with that yes will dudes impregnate women like that absolutely now do i think that's corny to impregnate a quote-unquote bad bitch or a modern woman as some people would say yes i think it's corny to impregnate do i have problems with people having sex with them no no do whatever you want to do Do not impregnate these quote-unquote bad bitches. Do not impregnate this quote-unquote modern woman. Bro, no, man. No, let me tell you something, man. This goes back to a topic I've always talked about. And if you listen to my podcast or watch my YouTube channel, you know I talk about this all the time. And that is putting some value on your semen, man. Put some respect on your seed, man. Stop being a dude who's willing to bust a nut in any good for nothing female or even if she does she brings a lot of value to you she's solid she's special she holds you down think twice three four times before you bust all up in her right because a lot of these women out here are waste i'm just telling you facts this is just the truth a lot of them are waste How do I know this? I talk to women. How do I know this? I date women. How do I know this? I've been with a good amount of women. I'm not proclaiming to be some kind of pro. I'm not complaining to be some kind of sage, wise guy. No, I'm 26 years old, okay? I have a lot of life to live. This is, you know, it's not that uh, I know everything. I don't. But I'm just going to go off my experience of what people I've heard experience. All these things. Be very, very smart about your seed. And this is what Cam was trying to say. He says that men typically want traditional women. You know what I mean? And that goes completely against the narrative that modern society is trying to tell to women and also men, right? Society is trying to push gender wars. I've talked about this in previous podcasts. Society is trying to push a us versus them mentality between men and women. When logically we are stronger together than apart. Those are facts, right? But because of radical feminism, third wave feminism and constant media propaganda, pushing women to think we're better than men, pushing women to think we don't need a man. I'm going to be single till I'm 57 and I have seven cats and no friends and nobody likes me. That's what I want to do. That's the what society and even politics is pushing. North America, that's what the society is pushing, right? And with that in mind, Cam Newton was saying, hey, what happened to traditional women now? I get what his critics are saying. They're saying that, yo, Cam, how can you say this when you impregnated a stripper yourself? How can you say this when you have like, I think, six kids with three different baby mamas? Right. Don't quote me on that. Well, a broken clock can be right. Can definitely be right. So. If you're analyzing the messenger then yes, everybody's flawed, even me. Analyzing my me as a person, I'm flawed. I'm not perfect. I have my issues. I'm a regular human being, but at the end of the day, you have to keep this in mind that it wasn't necessarily about the messenger, it was about the message. So let me get in more specific. If you are somebody who considers themselves a boss ass bitch, a bad ass bitch, Who say I don't need no nigga ETC that type of mentality You are not a traditional woman And guess what A lot of non-traditional women Get non-traditional treatment What that mean You're gonna get piped out And you're not gonna get wifed You're not gonna get wifed And when I say you're not gonna get wifed You're not gonna get wifed By the typical man that you want to keep For the ladies listening to this podcast I know y'all listen to the podcast. I appreciate you. What do I mean by that? Okay, I'll give you an easy example. There is a tight end, really popular football player called Travis Kelsey. People argue he's the best tight end in the league. I see Mark Andrews is Ravens flock, Baltimore Ravens. You know what it is. Travis Kelsey is a very talented football player, a white man. He's 31, right? He's had a girlfriend of three years called, sorry, not three, my mistake, a girlfriend of five years called uh, Kayla Nicole, right? So Kayla Nicole saw this snippet that was going viral of what, of Cam saying, I want a woman who can cook, be quiet, traditional woman, right? She saw this and started tweeting and insulting Cam saying, oh, you're a joke, you're goofy for that, Right? Started insulting him for being unsigned, being, an, you know, a free agent, not signed to a team. And she went in so hard that she decided to make an IG video roasting Cam Newton, basically hating on him for his opinion. Right. Now, let me give you a background again. This is a woman who's been the girlfriend to Travis Kelsey for five years. She, she broke up with him last year because he was cheating on her. Right. She's not going to get married with Travis Kelsey. Let me tell you why. Because Travis Kelsey knows that she's not a traditional woman. Travis Kelsey knows that she is a quote unquote modern woman. She fits in the bad bitch category, right? She even said it herself in her own tweets. She doesn't like cooking. She's not a good cook, right? So this is what society's pushing. Be an endless girlfriend, be an endless side chick, and keep cat. Keep buying cats, keep being a loser, keep being alone, F men, men don't matter. This is the society that we're building, right? And for Cam to call it out and him be the villain, that shows you how down our society has become, that we're willing to hate on a man for an opinion that is maybe... Against the grain of modern society, bruh. Ultimately, you turn into a Kayla Nicole, man. I'm telling you right now, I I believe that Travis Kelsey is not going to marry her. I, I, I strongly believe that. Because if you've been with a girl for five years, you probably know if you're going to marry her or not. And they have no kids, right? Patrick Mahomes has been with his girl uh, for about maybe four years, married her. Gave her a ring and everything. Let me tell you something. This Kayla Nicole girl, beautiful, beautiful black woman. But she approached Travis. She went in his DMs. She initiated it. Right? Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I think more women should shoot their shots. I I, I think that's actually pretty good. But at the same time, it shows you the polarity of what's going on. What's going on here is that she wanted Travis more than he wanted her. Right? Right? And now she's mad at Cam Newton for calling out the obvious in our society that things are not going the way they're supposed to go. What do I mean by that? I mean that you have very, very masculine women and very effeminate men. That's why this triggered people, especially women, especially black women were triggered by what Cam said. Because in the black community, let's start with that. Let's go with that layer. The black community, black women are pushed, especially in recent times, to be number one, right? To be incredibly masculine and dominant, right? Not only into the world, the outside world, but even in relationships, right? The single mother culture, where Only where there's a huge glorification of being a single mother to the point where some women, black women, actually want to become single mothers. Do you understand how backwards that is? Do you understand how backwards that is? To the point where you have a beautiful girl like Kayla Nicole sliding in a white man's DMs, Travis Kelsey. That's kind of backwards, guys. Let's just be real. And then when Cam talks about traditional gender roles, right? That he saw when he was growing up with his mother and father and extended family. Folks get triggered, especially black folks, because we are not used to that, unfortunately. Traditional gender roles, traditional family values are escaping the North American black family, right? Right? Now, for me, I'm an immigrant, I'm African, right? So there's still a huge semblance in our culture of family values, of traditional gender roles, absolutely. Now, are some of them toxic and wrong? Yes. Do some of them need to evolve? Yes. But ultimately, we have to think about it like this. This is what Cam was arguing, I, I pretty much think the same way. Man, woman, child, God above all than man, woman, and child. That is the hierarchy, right? In a Judeo Christian point of view and my point of view of how it should go. Right? Doesn't mean that anybody is better or worse than another person. Doesn't mean that the woman has to be a subservient slave. That's taking it too far. But having traditional gender roles is not a bad thing. And we've been trolled and tricked into thinking that demanding that or wanting that is actually bad, right? So keep this in mind, right? The power of social media has made us realize, hey, wow, a clip talking about traditional gender roles can go viral and trigger a bunch of women because I don't see a lot of dudes who are going off on this a bunch of women into thinking that Cam Newton a former NFL quarterback is the devil he's Satan, he's evil for having a general opinion that most of the world because most of the world is not first world let's be real most of the world is already adhering to already understands okay it's not a radical take. It's not a radical point of view. Hell nah, This is actually more commonplace than y'all think. It's just that we've been trolled into thinking that the woman should always lead. Oh, man should always be subservient or, or men. Look, part of the podcast, Cam Newton said that men should man up. And I fully agree with that. Here at the big broadcast, that's what we always push. We try to empower men to be more masculine, more manly. Be a provider, be a protector, the right way, not the Will Smith way, (laughs) the right way, okay? And if you're a woman, think about being a traditional woman, right? Think about cooking for your man. Think about, you know, being quiet and not stressing him out because men deal with a lot. We don't talk about it. We don't. Maybe we should a bit more, but we don't talk about it, but we deal with a lot, and having to deal with the stress of our woman, our lady, going off and talking too much and not giving us peace—that's the quickest way to get the, That's the quickest way for a man to cheat and leave you. When you're adding more stress, and why? Why do dudes cheat on their girl with an ugly bitch? Let's be real. Let's talk about it. Why do dudes cheat on a beautiful woman, their girl, with an ugly bitch? Hmm? If y'all are wondering, I'll tell you why Because that ugly woman shuts the hell up Because that ugly woman cooks really good chicken Because that ugly woman brings sexual fulfillment to that man And does not give him headaches Yeah, yeah Those are facts Now If any ladies are listening to this, go ask your man why he cheated and ask him to be brutally honest. Don't get triggered. Ask your ex if you're cool with him, why he cheated. And you will get a view that's very similar to what I just said. That woman was traditional. That woman was feminine. That woman was soft and nurturing. And men, that's all we need generally, bruh. We don't need you to be another guy, because if we wanted you to be another guy, guess what? We would be gay, right? And I don't know about that culture, but I know that there is also a feminine and masculine energy within gay people. That's that's what I heard. I don't know the specifics of all that. Those are just facts. These are just MFing facts. And, you, you know. It started a discourse, that Cam Newton uh, phrase or whatever he said, his rant. And I think that, you know, we're focusing so much on the the viral part, but we also have to uh, focus a little bit on the, you know, masculine part, how men should be more manly, right? How men need to handle their business because there is a huge, huge conversation that needs to be had on that, right? Right. But I, you know, I'm a table of that. Let me know what y'all think, right? I'm gonna put a little poll up on Spotify. Let me know what y'all think, man. And for me, I completely defend what Cam Newton said. Is he the right messenger? I don't think so. No, he's not. But his message is clear, and it's good. All right. But somebody who's not clear and somebody who's not good is the Brooklyn shooter, man. I'm not even gonna mention his name, cause that's corny. I'm not gonna bring any more clout to him. But we got to talk about it for the simple fact is the Internet is a place that can start good, interesting discourse such as the Cam Noon thing. Or it can literally cause extremist shooters, people who are radicalized to do crazy, insane things. And that's what the shooter did. So about last week, about a week ago, shout out Bobby, uh, this guy, 50 year old black male uh, decided to go on A Brooklyn train station Right Throw gas bombs there And shoot and injure 29 people Right 11 people were severely injured Nobody died, thank God Right And then a few days later There was a Well, for about 2 days There was a massive manhunt in New York for this man They found him Apparently he he confessed and he surrendered to the police, right, and uh, he's taken in, I predict that uh, he might get the death penalty, but it was crazy, it was interesting to see what was going on, but the craziest part about it is that this man was a YouTuber, right, this man was a YouTuber and he was known for speaking about pro-black situations and issues, right, Uh, Some people would say that he was a black nationalist, some people would say he's a black radical, some people could say that he was racist against white people in other cultures, other people, right? He also had a lot of red pill type of content that he was releasing, meaning he was the type of guy who was a fan of Fresh and Fit, Kevin Samuels, right? Coach Greg Adams, right? side or tv on youtube right and within his ranting and raving <clears throat> and talks he would always go back to those main talking points of pro-blackness the main topic points of a lot of women ain't shit right red pill talking points right and he also had a disdain for mayor eric adams the new mayor of new york Right, what I noticed because they shut down his YouTube channel, right? But what I noticed when I watched his videos not only I watched some of them, eh, some of the titles were kind of wild and cringy. You just notice even some of his rants were wild and cringy. One thing that you notice fairly quickly is that this man had a lot of hatred in his soul. This dude did not pass the vibe check, bro. He is not passing zero vibe checks this dude is definitely on some other ish you know what i mean like like not in a good way but he's on some other ish in a bad way what i mean by that i mean that bruh needs to chill the hell out right and he was a radical radical type dude right what i believe is that he was radicalized by the internet and this is the problem ultimately with algorithms this is the problem With being in a society and being in social media and and in websites that prioritize algorithms over human life and nature. What I mean by that, I'll tell you what I mean by that. This man was definitely in a loophole of pro black content creators, red pill misogynists, and haters. Yeah, yes, they are. That's what they are. And he decided to get radicalized by that. But then you sprinkle in mental illness. Then you have a dude like Elliot Roger, man. Then you have a guy like Alex Manassian, right? These are individuals who were incels that decided to go on a shooting spree. Alex Manassian did it in Toronto about a few years ago, right? Um, This Roger Elliot Rogers, whatever his name is, this weird ass cornball incel as well. He did that like seven, eight years ago, and apparently he's getting memed and glorified till this day. It's crazy right on the internet so what this what this means with this loser who decided to open fire on people in new york the truth of the matter is he was radicalized by the internet he was you know essentially promoted and these algorithms we have to really talk about them they push people to be more radicalized right same way you could go on your Twitter right now and you open up your Twitter feed, it's gonna be different from my Twitter feed. It's gonna be different from your friend's Twitter feed. Your mom's, your dad's, your friend group, they all will have different Twitter feeds. Why? Because the algorithm goes off based what you like. Ultimately, the goal of these phones is to keep you on there as long as possible so they can eventually sell you something, right? And this man... Or this bitch, I'm going to call him a bitch moving forward. I'm cussing today, I don't care. This bitch decided, hey, I'm just going to listen to the most radical people on the internet. And I have a mental illness. I'm going to go out there and start busting on people. Right? Good thing that he was a terrible shot. Because if he was good at shooting, he probably would have killed some people. And this is what it is, man. Ultimately, what happened is that this loser... Hated himself. I have a video on this about on my YouTube. Y'all check my YouTube out. This man actually hated himself. That's the truth of the matter. He hated himself so much that he was willing and wanted to go out there in Brooklyn. In a subway in Brooklyn. Let me tell you something, man. New York has even tougher gun rules than Canada. The state of New York has tougher gun rules and regulations than canada an entire country what do i see yo i ain't gonna describe what i mean by that because you already know what i mean by that so for this 50 year old black man to decide to go in a subway station in brooklyn new york and get the bus in that means that he was deranged that means that he at some level wanted to get caught that means at some level he wanted the clout That's why I haven't mentioned his name because that's bringing him exactly what he wants, which is attention and clout. This man was a YouTuber. He had like 300 videos, okay? The truth of the matter remains is that people who have hatred in their soul, people who have anger in their soul, whether they be white, black, racist, pro-black, pro-anti or pro-whatever, all that, if you have hatred in your heart, These algorithms and social media systems will work and feed you in that loop. And once you're in that loop and you have hatred in your soul and you have mental illness inside you, you are more willing and ready to bust off and put your pain, your hatred, your hurt on others, right? So this situation reminded me of another person who hated himself. I'll name him Raji Black, right? This happened about a few months ago, four or five months ago, and this was a black man that went on Facebook Live and decided to go on Facebook Live killing his pregnant ex-girlfriend, his baby mother, and eventually himself. This was all on Facebook Live, right? Same issue. Raji Black had the same issue as the Brooklyn shooter. He hated himself, right? He had mental illness, mental issues, he hated himself, had mental issues, and when the going got tough, meaning he had issues with his baby moms, he had issues with his ex-girlfriend, pregnant ex-girlfriend, and he obviously had issues for himself, so he decided... Why would I deal with these issues? Why would I be a normal mature adult and get somebody, reach out to somebody to help me out? Why would I do that? No, I'm gonna be a loser, I'm gonna be a lame, I'm gonna be whack, and I'm gonna live stream myself committing murder and suicide. That is what Raji Black did, right? And that's what this loser, this Brooklyn shooter did, right? He said, instead of taking accountability for my life, instead of finding or seeking professional help, I'm just going to go on YouTube and regurgitate talking points from people I find popular and famous. And then I'm going to decide to become myself popular and famous by going out and shooting at people with a gun that I'm not trained or even understand how to use. That's what happened. That's exactly what happened. And unfortunately, with the rise of mental illness within our society, with people being unhinged, with all these enforced lockdowns and mandates, people are more and more willing to do some buck wild ish, like go to a Brooklyn station and get the bus in. That's what's going on in our society. Real, real talk, right? You know. I wish that anybody who's injured or hurt by this loser, this this pathetic excuse of a man uh, recovers. You know, I hope that they put this man under the jail. But we also have to understand that this is a lesson, man. Whenever you are too radicalized on one end, whenever you feel like you hate yourself, whenever you, f- you have mental health issues, take care of yourself first, because any human is capable of anything, man. That's something that you should know by now. Any human is capable of anything. So it's a daily fight and a struggle to fight against that man or that woman in the mirror and stop him or her from jeopardizing their freedom. Real talk. Real, real talk. Right? And the thing about freedom is that we should have freedom of speech, man. That's why I have this podcast, bro. Freedom of speech, man. And it's something that, you know, Canada really doesn't have because we have a system that is so obsessed with censoring people and destroying speech, you know, but that might change very soon. That might change very goddamn soon. What do I mean by that? I'll tell you what I mean by that. Elon Musk, man, Elon Musk, the richest man on this planet Decided, hey, I'm going to buy Twitter. Elon Musk said, I'm going to make a bid to buy Twitter, right? For about $45 billion, Mr. Elon Musk decided, hey, I'm going to try to buy Twitter. This was about last Thursday, right? How did this happen? So Elon Musk had bought a lot of shares of Twitter, right? about a few months ago, and his thing is, it's about the free speech, because that's, that's his main goal, is to change the culture of Twitter, and in influence more free speech on it, what does that mean, that means that he noticed that Twitter had been censoring, and still is censoring a lot of talkers, a lot of commentators, a lot of people on their platform, for the most small, incongruent unorganized fashion, bro. So let me get more specific. A lot of, you know, right-wing political commentators, a lot of folks who do not agree with mainstream narratives. There was a lot of people who are banned and taken off Twitter because they had questions about you know COVID 19 and mask mandates and vaccines and these things, they were taken off for spreading misinformation, and then a few months later that information is corroborated as correct. Right? What I'm trying to say here is that Elon Musk saw an issue that a lot of Twitter users have already seen. Twitter is biased, and Twitter are overwatchers and overseers of public discourse and anything that doesn't fit their narrative or their discourse is considered against community guys it's considered toxic it's considered wrong and is banned off the platform All right how does this matter and why does this matter you this matters because Twitter itself, the people who own Twitter, the people who are board of executives, right? They are extremely left-wing, right? What do I mean by that? A lot of people, well, the headquarters of Twitter is in Silicon Valley, right? Silicon Valley is in San Francisco, a very liberal uh, city, right? And within California, a very liberal state. Which is why most of the people that it promotes, most of the things that it typically talks about or or, or really boosts in their algorithm is usually center, left, or left, period. Right? Anything that is different from that gets banned, right? The best example of this is obviously Donald Trump. Now, did Donald Trump have problematic you know, wrong, messed up memes and stuff like that, or, or, or tweets or anything like that? Yes. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. But there is a list of people who did it on also the other side of the political aisle that are still on Twitter. And that's what Elon Musk essentially is trying to do. He's trying to bring a sort of balance to public discourse. Now, look, he's not the only billionaire who went out of his way to by a massive media organization. Jeff Bezos did that with the Washington Post. <laughs> now, you could argue, and you probably be right, that Twitter is the biggest social media communications pathway. It's literally the public square. Let me tell you what I mean by that. Because of Twitter, there was a hashtag called Mute R. Kelly and indirectly led to R. Kelly going to jail right because once that hashtag started then a few years later there was a documentary called surviving r kelly and then a few years later after that r kelly is currently in jail right twitter helped start the me too movement and keep it pushing right powerful hollywood people and executives especially harvey weinstein are in jail right now because of Twitter. That's literally where it got rolling. The discourse got big because of Twitter, right? Black Lives Matter, Mike Brown, St. Louis, Ferguson. All of that got popularized on Twitter. Let's be real. Without Twitter, it wouldn't have blown up like that. Oscar's so white, right? A few years ago, when Jada and Will were apparently good, (laughs) folks started to notice that the oscars were incredibly white meaning all almost all the nominees almost all the winners were caucasian and they did not let the niggas through the door and that led to the will smith slap i'm telling you right now i didn't even know the oscars were going on that day until i went on twitter and saw will smith smack the fire out of chris rock and 4k I, I didn't even know it was, was happening i'm being i'm not capping i had no idea g right this goes to show you the power of twitter right especially when it comes to discourses that are not only mainstream but are also niche there's uk twitter there's you know video game twitter there's youtube twitter there's black twitter you know what I mean? There's athlete Twitter. There are different channels within the Twitter sphere that are interesting. There's political Twitter. There's all kinds of circle. It is literally the public square, bro. And what happened is that Elon Musk, being a smart businessman, sees the potential of it, the growth of it, the power of it. Because if you can control media, you can probably control the world. Like, I'm just not, I'm not capping. Why is uh, you know, the United States considered a superpower? Because they are very, very good at media, right? Because if you had put it in another country, you look at countries like China, India, South Korea, developed countries, especially some areas are very developed, okay? I'm not going to say the whole country, but very developed areas. But the thing they lack or the thing that they lag behind specifically is media and Elon Musk is attempting to do something that is a true power move which is buy out Twitter right so why did he do this he wants to unlock the potential of free speech within Twitter my personal opinion I think he should right about a year ago Jack Dorsey the person who invented Twitter one of the one of the founders and one of the, the main figureheads of it, the president and CEO of it, he stepped down and then a new guy came in, barrage something, right? And since then, actually, literally since 2018, when Trump got elected, Twitter itself has devolved, where people are more concerned about saying the right things for retweets and likes than saying the honest things, right? If you look back at the history of Twitter, like in 2009, 2010-ish, folks were wilding. It was a silly, fun app, right? But now it's so drowned out with serious topics. It's so drowned out with the quote-unquote woke people, where people are so interested in getting retweets of just capping, lying, and pandering. We'll talk real real effing talk and twitter has done a lot in censorship in controlling the speech on their platform now look do i believe that there should be some kind of moderation censorship yes but what twitter did is they done took it too damn far to the point where it's insufferable right I remember I had a tweet tweet that says, said, that's my nigga as a reply to somebody, somebody something somebody said, one of my friends, right? And Twitter was suspended me for three days because I had used the term nigga, right? I'm a whole black person. I'm not even just a black person. I'm African. I'm literally from the soil of niggas, right? Elon Musk is trying to change that and I hope he does I hope he does I hope he buys out Twitter even though Twitter has made aggressive strategies to stop him I hope he does that I hope he does that and restores some old faith that we had in this social media app and platform and network man. because as as, as weird as we want to make it sound this app this program This social media, Twitter has a ton of power, and that power can be used for good or bad, and so far, I think it's been used for bad, and I hope that Elon can change it for good. But I'll tell you something that's not good, and it's the city of Ottawa, bro. This pathetic city, man. This pathetic city of goddamn Ottawa. Let's talk about it. Okay, let's talk about it, all right? So the city of Ottawa lost about $558,000 in a fraud transaction, right? I was going to talk about this on the Push and P podcast, but you know, man, I just had to get on it right now. So the city of Ottawa, some of the staff members noticed that there had been a transaction for $558,000, right? So obviously they flag their treasurer, accountant, whatever that the equivalent is, and she, or he, I don't know, said we're going to start an investigation on this, and this money, which was fraudulent fraud type money, went to specific agency within the city of Ottawa. So agencies within the city of Ottawa: Ottawa Police, Ottawa Firefighters, um, Ottawa. City Council, that counts as an organization, uh, Ottawa Health Unit, uh, all these units, all these things, right? These are different City of Ottawa agencies, right? And they didn't get specific in the article. They didn't say the details because it's an active investigation. They said that one of those agencies gained, got this $558,000, half a million, Literally, a little bit more than half a million, real talk, right? And this just shows how pathetic and trash Ottawa is, man. What makes this worse, though, is take this in. The city of Ottawa is investigating this. So let me repeat what I just said. The city of Ottawa is investigating this. So let's circle back. So the city of Ottawa discovered that somebody inside the city of Ottawa stole 500 racks, so guess what they're going to do they're going to get the city of Ottawa to investigate the city of Ottawa about dismissing 500 Iraqs and then you have people out there who are homeless who are struggling who have mental health issues addicted to drugs and doing all kinds of criminality because they're poor because they have mental illness but you have a stupid city that loses half a mil, and decides to investigate itself, like, what kind of dumbass ish is that, it's like me, right, stealing from a homie, and then trying to help him find what I stole from him, it's like me stealing an iPad from the bros, and then trying to help him find the iPad, kind of dumb ish is that, of course, I'm not going to tell him I stole his iPad. Of course, I'm going to move on like I, nothing ever happened. Because the truth of the matter is, this city is a joke, right? This is the same city that wants to enforce all kind of mask mandates, all type of vaccine mandates, all of that. But they have no problem with an idiot in their staff, or hopefully he's an idiot, Right? Idiot on their staff taking money the taxpayers pay into every year. It's tax season. We about to pay this government a ton of money, and for them to just lose it out of nowhere and then try to investigate yourself. Let me tell you what happened to that 500k. That money. Is in Cuba right now. That money is being used to buy a new car. That money is used being used to buy a new house, and probably not a new one, probably a used one that's shitty because Ottawa's market is absolutely garbage. Right? You have an eight hundred thousand dollar house that's going for three million. Like real talk. You have a three hundred thousand dollar house going for eight hundred k. That's what's happening in this city incompetent, dumb, terrible leadership from the top down. From Jim Watson to half of these council people, how do you just randomly lose half a mil? Uh, Now, I hope it's because you're stupid, but the most likely scenario is that somebody just finessed them. Why do I say that? Because about a year ago, sorry, about three years ago in 2019, one of the city of Ottawa staff members fell for a scam that took them out of took the city of Ottawa. The city of Ottawa lost about a hundred and fifty thousand dollars off an email scam that went to some of the city of Ottawa employees. One city of Ottawa employee, right? So they've done this before. They've been scammed before, and who's to say that that was an actual scam and not part of a plot? My prediction is somebody from the city of Ottawa staff decided, I'm just going to take half a mil. And let's say, let's say this investigation keeps going. They're going to find out that this was not the only money that was taken. See, when you are a finesse and you find a mark, what's a mark? A mark is an idiot. A mark is somebody who's going to fall for the trick, right? You keep on, you have this thing in you. This greed, this thing in you, this this little ego in yourself that says, I'm just gonna keep jugging and finessing. I'm just gonna keep on going. If you get the chance, man, after listening to this pod, go to watch the movie White Man, White Men Can't Jump. It's on Netflix, right? Where Wesley Snipes character would go play basketball, black, dark-skinned man, right? And invite Woody Harrelson, white boy, To come play with him and they they both bet money uh, against other ball players to say, hey, if we beat you, blah, 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 you you give us this money. And why did this hustle work? This hustle worked because Woody Harrelson's character could actually play ball for real, for real. But because of, you know, just stereotypes and what people think, you look at Woody Harrelson's character, you'd be like, oh, this is a trash white boy. He suck at ball, right? And then what would happen is the mark, the trick, would, hey, let's bet all kind of money. I'll bet 500. And then you get your ass whooped and you got to pay up. That's exactly what happened here. What happened here is somebody has been stealing money from the city of Ottawa for a long time. And then they decided, hey, I'm going to get confident with it and take half a mil. And now the city of Ottawa itself is going to try to quote-unquote investigate. This is the same type of BS as when a cop kills a black man or kills anybody. And the police are the ones investigating that Like what kind kind of dumb ish is that You know y'all ain't gonna find nothing Why? Because you're best friends with these cops Because you work with these guys That's why the city of Ottawa This investigation is gonna lead to nowhere Because it's the city of Ottawa employee Who has connections with somebody of something That's doing this That's the culture we're in man Politicians and government workers of municipal, provincial, or federal levels are scammers. And we have to start calling it out. I'm calling it out on this pod, right? And we have to start speaking out. We need to get these old boomers out of office, man. If you're a young man or a woman and you're interested in getting into local politics, I will support you for the simple fact that you aren't them. You aren't corrupted by power. You're not obsessed with greed and stealing from the same people who you quote unquote represent. This is what our culture is coming to. This is what our society is coming to. The same people we elect who are here to uh, quote unquote protect us, to quote unquote help us, are the ones who are actively stealing from us. So pay attention to local politics, man. Pay attention to what's going on in your city, in your province, in your country, man. And tap in with a Pushing P podcast. I'm going to be covering a lot more details of this, right? But something we don't even need to get into too much detail of is this NBA playoffs, bruh. Let's, let's end this podcast off on a lighter note, man. I'm tired of going off for powerful individuals, man. Let's have some fun in this mug. The NBA. BA playoffs, man! They started this weekend, and uh, if you were lucky enough to watch some of the games, they were absolutely fantastic. The way I look at it is like this, man: we're in for a great playoffs. Even though, as y'all know, I'm a big LeBron fan. <sighs> LeBron ain't in it, sucks, but we have a lot of interesting storylines going on. But let's start it off with my prediction: who's gonna win it all? Of course, I'm biased. I'm just going to tell you all my bias. I'm a big Miami Heat fan, but I believe Miami is going to win it all for the simple fact is they are playing elite, great basketball on both ends of the court, defensively and offensively. They, in game one, they had uh, versus the Atlanta Hawks. They had Trey Young with only eight points, one of 12 shooting. Absolutely masterclass of defense. Duncan Robinson got his touch back. Uh, we got Tyler Hero about to win sixth man of the year, averaging 20 points a game. Insane. Jimmy Butler is in his bag, as always. He's just gotten more savage, more real. You know what I mean? And we were worried. I personally was worried as a Miami Heat fan that when UD and uh, Coach Spo went at Jimmy Butler on the bench, I thought that that would make the team go get worse. But no, it didn't. It actually had the opposite effect and made this team stronger. They went on a, I think a five or six game winning streak right after that, right? So that I predict that Miami wins it all. But what's my finals prediction? I think it's going to be Suns versus Miami. I think that has a great chance of going seven games. If here's the caveat: if everyone is healthy, if CP three is healthy, Booker of course, Butler, Bam, Tyler, Lowry. Uh, A-10, Bridges, all these individuals, if they are all healthy, and you never know because this is the NBA playoffs, if they are all healthy, we are in for a classic NBA Finals. Now, my alternative, if Miami Heat don't make it, I think the Philly has a great chance of making it out of the East. I don't think the Bucs are going to make it, unfortunately. I don't think Giannis has the stamina as much. And I don't know if Chris Middleton is going to be playing the way he's going to he's played in the last year's playoffs. But on the West, who is another team I think could make it out, I hate to say it. I hate these guys. But the Warriors. The Warriors have a great chance of making it out of the East. West. My bad. Why do I say that? It's because they are playing elite basketball elite 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 basketball especially surprise surprise Jordan Poole Jordan Poole is playing amazing basketball I think he had 31 points for his playoff opener uh he had like 29 last night I'm recording this on Wednesday uh, April 19th right and the simple fact remains is that the Warriors have that championship experience. And when it comes to the playoffs, experience matters a lot. Hence why I'm giving my Miami Heat a chance. And I'm they're my favorites to win it all. Because Miami not only has the experience from Coach Spo, they have the experience from Butler, who had been in the finals two, three years ago and put up a master class in the bubble, right? Why do I have the Warriors potentially beating out the Suns? Because the Warriors, similar to Miami, Right. We're in the finals literally a few months ago, uh, about a year ago. But, you know, nine to ten months ago. And that experience matters, bro. That experience matters. The Warriors have been to the finals bare times. Clay Thompson is back and he's getting back to, to his old ways. Right. I don't trust much other teams in the West, man. I don't trust Denver. I don't trust the Jazz. The Jazz always flop. They lost to the Mavericks last night. Jalen Brunson went off for 41 points. What? Like, what? You know what I mean? I, I don't trust Memphis. Not really. John Morant is almost there, but he's not there yet. Uh, I'm very impressed by Anthony Edwards uh, of Minnesota Timberwolves. He's, he's balling out of control. Second-year player. I think he has a very LeBron-ish type of trajectory, Giannis type of trajectory, right? Kevin Durant type of trajectory. If he stays healthy and he stays on his grind, this man is balling out of control, right? So that's my prediction. I still predict Miami wins it all, but if they don't, I think the Suns will take it. Right, because the Suns are the most complete team in the league right now from all phases of the court. And unfortunately, my third is going to be the Warriors. The Warriors are going crazy, crazy. The Dark Horses is obviously Bucks, Philly, Um, but I don't trust anybody else in the West, man. I I, I do not. I do not. I do not. Other than the Warriors and the Suns, I don't trust anybody I, if the Lakers will actually make it, I would have trusted the Lakers, because they have Mr. Bron James, the GOAT, but this is what it is, right, we'll see, man, we'll see, I'm gonna end this podcast off, though, with, you know, some words of motivation, man, as y'all might have noticed, just by the sound of my voice, I am sick, it is quite annoying, but, you know, this is the thing about pulling through, man, this podcast is late, I know that, but ultimately pulling through and making things happen is deciding i'm not gonna wait tomorrow i'm not gonna wait two days from now or three days from now i'm finna do it right now right now right and that's the power of now not a power of later not a power of tomorrow not a power of potentially when i feel better no it's the power of now I ain't going to wait for life to happen to me. I'm finna do it and make it happen. And that's the message I want to send to y'all. If you're still listening to this podcast this long, I've put an hour rant. I want y'all to understand that there is a lot of power in now. A lot of power in not procrastinating and saying, bruh, I'm finna do it. I'm finna do it for real, not for play. Not for tomorrow, not for yesterday, but I'm finna do it for real. That's what I want y'all to do, man. I'm telling you, man, I had no desire to do this podcast at all. At all. But guess who wins in the end? Not only the audience, but the people, right, who win at the end is also me. Me, I win in the end. Why is that? Because... I went beyond what I thought I could do. I proved to myself that I can do it. And that's what I want to push to you. Don't do it for the money. Don't do it for the glory. Don't do it for your friends. Don't do it for your family. Do it for you, whatever that it is, right? It could be a art project. It could be a business project. It could be a fun activity. It could be a trip. Don't do it for anyone else other than you. And not do it tomorrow. Don't do it in a week. Don't do it in a month. Do it right. MF and now. And I appreciate y'all for rocking with me for an hour. Big Baby J in the building with the big broadcast episode nine love y'all patreon people heard this first link in bio for patreon appreciate you and i'm out bro.